Good evening, everyone. Someone told me recently that I make Dharma talks out of the simplest things. I take that as a compliment. Um, this is even simpler tonight. The title of um, this talk is something which is be very familiar to you. Clap, ding. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, in our... Um, Zen ceremonies, we make use of um, percussion instruments, basically, to signal um, the timing of periods beginning and ending. And um, they're used because um, they we use them instead of a human voice, um, which is conceptual. Um, and when you just hear the sound of the clappers, it's just the sound of the clappers. And when you hear the bell, it's just the sound of the bell. It's the Dharma presenting itself. And uh, I remember I gave a retreat once, not to this group, but to a Buddhist psychotherapy group where people came from various different Buddhist traditions to um, experience what Zen was like. And I remember one woman at the end of the retreat um, came up to me and she was very uh, angry. And she said, I said, I can't stand the, the sound of those clappers. They're just so, so kind of, you know, irritating. And, um, and in my tradition, we had these lovely bells that we used, you know, to, to signal, you know, the beginning of meditation periods and so on. Well, it's kind of missing the point in, in a way. We could just use all bells. <clears throat> but when we have a clapper, which is a very traditional Zen instrument, you know, um, it's wooden and it's kind of like a, a sharp, clunky sound. You know, it's not a it's not a sweet sound that resonates and sort of flows out and, you know, disappears in time. It's just short. Um, it's kind of like a blunt instrument in a way. And <clears throat> basically the reason why the clappers is used at the beginning of a period, it's kind of like its message is wake up. Mm-hmm. Just wake up. Uh-huh. And then it's kind of like, pay attention, wake up. And then when the bell rings, there's something actually re- relaxing in the tone of the bell, something very sweet in that soft sound of the bell. And, and it, it, it's uh, elongated compared to the wood, which is just sharp and quick. And then there's the elongated sounds. So it's kind of like, pay attention, wake up, relax. Pay attention, wake up, relax. And we need both of those things in practice. But what it draws me into as well, and um, you may remember uh, Joko's words in that um, reading of hers that we recite quite frequently, the cocoon of pain. And that, um, as she says, we, we all worship the God of pleasantness. And until we realise that that's the God that we're uh, worshipping, we'll never really truly engage with practice. We have all these various different ways in which we want to avoid that basic reality in life, that it's made up of the pleasant and the unpleasant and the painful. Um, But if we want to create a practice, a spiritual practice, that's just pleasant all the time, well, it's not really waking you up to the way life is and it's not really serving you. 
Now, my sense is, this is my, my personal opinion, my subjective opinion, but coming across and, and being aware of other different types of spirituality that are around, um, including Zen, um, but I know, I know more familiar with, with Buddhism, but it could be yoga and other traditions. What I'm sensing in our Western culture is that we're, we're moving towards making it more and more pleasant. You know, it's all sweet and nice, you know. There's no actual challenging, you know, that re really what goes on. And what I notice in a lot of the literature that comes out, particularly in Buddhism, is there's so much emphasis on compassion, right? Now, compassion is a wonderful thing and it's part of the teaching, but there's very little by comparison, which is about wisdom. And if you look at the symbolism of wisdom um, and uh, compassion, you know, um, wisdom, of course, is Avalokiteshvara with the many eyes and hands and ears hearing the suffering in the world and helping. Um, the symbolism of, of wisdom, which is the main um, statue you see in a, in a Zen temple, not the Buddha so much, is Manjusri, and he's wielding a sword, and he's sitting on top of a lion, and he's got a wrathful aspect. He's a fierce character. Uh -huh. and, um, and his job is to cut away all the delusion, cut away all the conceptual rubbish, until you see life clearly. So what appears to be an act of killing is an act of giving life. The sword that kills and the sword that gives life. Now when, it, when we cut off the conceptual, um, then we bring life to the freshness of, of experience. Now wisdom can be seen in its Dharma sense, in an absolute sense, or it can be seen in a more worldly sense. But what's involved in the act of wisdom sometimes compared to the act of compassion is that com compassion is a kind of a, a yes, a giving out. But the nature of wisdom, not necessarily always, but the nature of wisdom can be cutting off. No, no. Uh -huh. And when you reflect in these coronavirus times, at least the, um, fortunately we can say of our um, own governments here is that by and large they acted quite wisely, right? They said no, no more going out, no more bars, pubs, restaurants, close everything down. So it's no, but it's no in order to save life. So that's the nature of wisdom. It often sees of conventional wisdom and worldly wisdom. It sees the long-term consequences of things, not just the immediate reward. That might be there. But when you look at what wisdom is in the, um, in the Dharma sense, in the absolute sense, it's not necessarily a form of words, wise words or, or actions. It, it's the wisdom of kookaburras, right? It's the wisdom of goannas, you know, it's the wisdom of the wind blowing, it's the wisdom of the stars shining. That's life as it is, the suchness of life in the, in, the, in the absolute sense, that's what it is. And so the clappers and the bells, um, in one sense, are a way of 
measuring out the time and organising our order within within the um, our meetings. But at its essential sense, there's just that clap, right? and there's just that ringing of the bell. And whether it's pleasant or unpleasant is irrelevant. Right? That's just that sound. And so <clears throat> many people actually wake up. They have some kind of breakthrough just hearing the sound of the clappers or the sound of the bell. So it has that aspect to it as well. Every time we hear the clapper, just this. Right? Every time we hear the bell, just this. No concept sticking to it. 